Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Speaking About Speaking. Uh, and you, you nearly caught me dancing then. That, that countdown music catches me out every time. Uh, but as you can see from the screen, I've got the wonderful Ben Albert with me today. Welcome, Ben. Excited to be here. I was dancing, Jackie, so <laughs> we're going to have fun today. Yeah, fabulous. Well, Ben is founder and CEO of Balbert Marketing and the founder, host, and producer of the Real Business Connections podcast. But to me, he's a collaborator, a connector, and a visionary. So welcome, Ben. We've, we've known each other, I suppose, probably just over a year or so, obviously met in, in Zoom world. Zoom world, the Zoomiverse. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I have to say, you are an inspiration to me because I know that when COVID hit, like many, many people, you were furloughed uh, and and you were you were sat at home like all of us in and you you know you've been quite open about being in quite a dark place back then. Uh, and there you are at home in Rochester, New York, uh, and within within a month of being furloughed, you were unemployed. So did you wallow in self-pity? I say, hell no, you didn't. You just, you really went for it. You launched launched a network of podcasts, including the Real Business Connections. Um, and I saw on Instagram recently a post you put out to say that that podcast uh, got like 12,000 downloads in one 24-hour period. Not sure how, but yes. <laughs> That's inc- I mean, it's incredible. And what 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 makes me laugh? And we had a quick conversation about this before uh, we jumped on uh, to the call today. Is that you know I started Power to Speak around about the same time, and you know you just seem to have have, have flown into this sort of world of marketing yourself and connecting yourself with with a, this huge network of people now. So you've you've spoken on countless podcasts. You've you founded networkers like Grow Getters, um, and and I just wonder what where you started with all that. How how did it all sort of start uh, from being furloughed and then and then unemployed? Tell us a little bit about that. So very long story. Let's hit a couple big points though, Jack. You mentioned I didn't wallow. I definitely wallowed a little bit. When COVID first hit, I was let go. I was furloughed. I didn't know what my next move was going to be. And I've learned over time, I didn't quite realize it at the time, but all our experiences, all our stories, all our successes and our woes are preparing us for the person, the communicator, the speaker, the leader we get to be today. So I was in a dark place and the fast forward, you mentioned the 10, 13,000, 12,000 something listens in a day. I don't know exactly how I got that, but I do know that the previous week I had Alexander Lyon, communication coach Alexander Lyon on my podcast. He's very big on YouTube, like 500,000 subscribers today. And um, he used to be my college professor. So I've never even talked about this. I'm reflecting live on the spot, but he was my college professor and um, he, it came full circle, you know, going to college, learning from him, having woes, going the wrong direction in my career, getting furloughed, starting Balbert Marketing. Before you know it, it all came full circle. And 10 years later, I'm having my college professor on my podcast. He's a famous YouTuber now. And he had me speak. We did like a, a fireside chat. 
we he had me speak in one of his college classes and in doing so overnight i got endless linkedin requests from students i think he sent an email to all his students with the link to him being on the show and before you know it not all of but a significant amount of suny brockport students were subscribing to my podcast because I was a, an alumni and I was, you know, 10 years down from where they, they could be. Like, I'm not special. 10 years down the road, they might be way farther than I am. They get started early. So that's only one aspect, but it's amazing how little things that happen to our in our life prepare us for who we get to be. And you never know when a st when I went to SUNY Brockport, I never knew. This is the first time I'm telling the story, Jackie. I never knew I'd have a story that my college professor became a YouTuber. Then I'd have him <laughs> on my podcast and speak for his students. You never know how those stories are going to unfold over time. So as a speaker, in my opinion, and I'm not a professional speaker, but I do communicate on a podcast on a daily basis always looking for those stories, always looking for those aha moments, because when you're in a dark place, you can look at all those successes, you can look at all those positives. And then what I did slowly is really, I just started taking action to be better for tomorrow. Brilliant, brilliant. And it, it's obviously working. And yeah, what a story. I mean, that is, that's an incredible story, isn't it? It's brand I mean, new, you, Jackie. <laughs> you, were, you were on my podcast, the, uh, the recorded version, about a year ago. I was looking back, I think it was October last year. And even from then, you seem to have, have stepped up you know, even, even further. I mean, back then, it was all about the, uh, the Rochester business uh, connections and right. and, the, and the networking and the podcast uh, but you seem to have stepped over now into kind of this keynote speaking and somebody that is being sought after as a speaker can I mean obviously the the the, the tip or the takeaway that comes out of the story about your professor there for for me uh, I'm always going on about how people need to use those lived experiences for you know for for their content for their marketing for themselves for their personal brand and it just shows you that you you don't know what's around the corner and it is just stepping outside your comfort zone slightly it is just stepping to the to the edge there and just taking the opportunities and and saying yes to the opportunities so what then are are those sort of steps that you've taken from 2020 what what came first the networking the marketing or the podcast yeah um they all happened at the same time I, I did what you just said. You made a brilliant insight there. I just started saying yes to opportunity because I was let go from a corporate environment. My book of business, my entire livelihood was stripped from me. I was lucky enough that here in the States, we were getting decent amount of stimulus money and I was reinvesting the stimulus money into a hunch. I said yes to the possibility that I could be an entrepreneur. So on a hunch, I filed an LLC for Balbert Marketing. The first thing someone told me when I told him I started Balbert Marketing was, Ben, no one even calls you Balbert. And I was <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's B. Albert. I need an LLC. I, you don't even need a LLC to start freelancing and speaking. I, did, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was saying yes to the possibility. I start Balbert Marketing, and I think 
Um, this is a whole side story. You can ask me about it, but it's a long one. I had a music podcast from 2016 to 2020. So I understood podcasting. I understood marketing. And I knew that I'm not going to be able to have a business if I don't know anybody. I can't contact previous clients, non-competes. I need to start from scratch. So I started a business, started a podcast, and used the podcast and LinkedIn to start networking because I'm only as good as the people I surround myself with. So you asked which one came first. I said, I, I they teach this in improv, yes and. I mm. yes and all of it. Yes, I'm going to start a business, but yes, I'm also going to start a podcast and networking um, because that was kind of the triangle three pieces um, that were able to move me up closer to the top. And uh, it wasn't pretty. It's easy to make it sound pretty, but I had so much to learn. And every new day was a new opportunity by networking to learn from someone that had already accomplished something that I was trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that's the reason I started the podcast myself back in uh, in in lockdown was really to learn from other people. You know, I was talking to people about creativity, but really I just wanted to know how they got to where they mm. where they were, how they were successful. Uh so we've got a question coming from James or uh, let me have a quick read of this, yeah. uh, James. Welcome this week. James is, is one of our lo is one of our uh, regulars. Hey, when COVID hit, my business fell off ninety percent, but I was okay because I was I saved for a late rainy day, and the monsoon season came. What percentage of people do you think saved like I did? Uh, is that a rhetorical question, James, or are you asking us <laughs> if we know? <laughs> I don't have a percentage, but I do know if you want to be successful, fulfilled, if you want to accomplish something, it's unique to everybody. If you want to accomplish where you want to go, you need to do what typical people don't do. So whether it's rehearsing more, whether it's doing that dark work, um, I learned this from Anthony Trucks. He explains it way better than I can, but he calls it dark work. When it's in the dark and no one's looking at you and no one's shining the light and no one's judging you or no, it's not on social media, what does it look like in the dark behind the scenes? And you saving for a rainy day is probably uncommon. And I commend you for that. But I don't know what percentage. I think it's a pretty low percentage, James. <laughs> I would say it's pretty low. I when I I certainly hadn't saved for a rainy day, but uh, but you know for for some of us it's that that's the impetus, isn't it? We don't have that, you know. We we we're doing something on, as entrepreneurs that we're we're doing something we love doing and that we're passionate about, and we just keep keep our fingers crossed that we will we will start bringing in some cash. <laughs> Jackie, can I go on a short entrepreneurial tangent? It's related to James' statement. Absolutely. People think saving like saving money for a rainy day. You're also saving skill sets for a rainy day. You're saving knowledge for a rainy day. You're saving communication skills for a rainy day. It's very nuanced, but if you're developing yourself as a communicator, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, what do you think will happen on a rainy day? You'll have the skill sets and the capability to find opportunity quicker than the person that was just, ah, I'm set, I'm good, I'm going to just coast off into the rainbow. So you're not just saving money for a rainy day. We're saving our skill sets for a rainy day as well. So the best time to develop new skills is when you're already doing fantastic. 
that's my opinion on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, um, for me though, the the, the two years more or less that we all spent in lockdown was uh, I was saving for a rainy day because I was I was learning like you say every day is a school day you know you mm -hmm. learn something every single day and I used the time that I wasn't working I, I too was furloughed um, I spent the time watching YouTube videos watching other speakers, looking and learning and just taking in as much information as I possibly could. I started the podcast. I was talking to people and, and networking on Zoom as much as we uh, as we possibly could back then. Uh, so, so yeah, it, absolutely. And we've got Kelly. Kelly, hi, Kelly. Nice, nice for you to uh, comment. That's so right, says Kelly. So, yeah, we're... <laughs> we're we're on the right track and i think you know what we're speaking about here is communication isn't it it's opening the doors by building relationships and talking to people so so you said it started for you on linkedin how did how did you how did you do that what what were you doing on linkedin back then that sort of helped towards what you're doing now yeah so the action steps are very mechanical and very reproducible realistically the harder things to train is the curiosity the listening the grit but if you look at just the basic points i went on linkedin i'm a state university new york brockport alumni suny brockport alumni i started a rochester new york my hometown rochester new york business podcast i used to have a rochester new york music podcast so i got on linkedin set up a new profile, basically took my cover letter and made that my bio. It was very makeshift at the time. And I started reaching out to people, specifically SUNY Brockport alumni who were business owners. So people that I have something in common with. We went to the same school. We both own a business. And I let them know, you know, I used to have a Rochester music podcast. I'm starting a Rochester business podcast, and I want to highlight our local leaders. Congrats on making it big time. I'd love to have you consider coming on the show. And even though I had a rinky-dink podcast that no one was listening to yet, everyone was happy to come on the show, unless they're nervous. And honestly, I was that way most of my life. So unless they were nervous, they were comfortable and excited, everybody would put their chips on me and come on the show because we went to the same school and it was a local podcast. So I cited super hyper local, super hyper niche, um, and just started networking with business owners in my community because at the end of the day, I had only been a business owner for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I was new. I was brand new. They knew something I didn't. And the financial advisor and the realtor and the CPA and the speaker all had different professions, but they had different insights on what CRM do you use? How do you find leads? How do you market yourself online? What do you do at networking events? So it didn't matter if there were different industries. I could learn something from everybody and then since I rebranded a real business connections and, and I have a bigger audience, I'm just doing the same thing, but with bigger people, I guess. I don't know. I'm just learning every single day. But again, the mechanics of it, it was I started super small, super local, and just learned from people that were a step out in front of where I was trying to go and uh, built relationships while I did it. Yeah. And and now you've built relationships with uh, with 
dare I say celebrities you know these sort of you yes. know you know people that are huge youtubers or are you know I'm trying to think um Mark Bowden I know mm. as somebody that I I follow uh, Mark Schaefer who I was very lucky to have as a, as a guest on my show but these are sort of you know and actually coming up you you're going to be on a stage with Richard Branson very soon which is how how has that kind of that how have you made that step because it sounds to me as well <clears throat> excuse me looking at the I've got a list here of all the things that you've done you know the networking you've got several network um, network uh, network several podcasts how do you get how do you find time to 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 work <laughs> to actually earn money you know where where does where does that sort of step come from that because we're all you know there may be lots of people out there listening that are running their own businesses that are on the entrepreneurial journey they might be early on but you know they're, they're still trying to get the clients in they're still putting themselves out there and, and like myself spending so much time doing the social media, making the content, uh, and uh, it, all in order to, to get paid work. And sometimes it feels like there isn't enough time to actually do the paid work because we spent so so long marketing ourselves. Where was the change for you? Such a difficult, such a good question. If I were to be totally honest and authentic, I don't spend as much time <clears throat> doing revenue, uh, revenue creating activities as any business advisor would tell me I should. There are ways, I'll give you a really simple example, and it's old school, but if you pick up the phone and make 200 cold calls a day, there's a high probability you can find work. But I spend this time networking, podcasting, branding, speaking for free, going to events. They aren't immediate revenue driving activities, but they build my foundation, they build my personal brand. Richard Branson, I don't know how I got through, I know it sounds silly for me to say that, but I had guested on the Digital Marketer podcast and built a relationship with um, Mark DeGrasse. Mark DeGrasse, he's the president of Digital Marketer. Um, so I had guested on the podcast and he loved it and we kept on speaking on LinkedIn. And he just said, you know, hey, just put in an application. We kind of co-run the event. I don't call any of the shots, but I'll put in a good word for you. And I put my name in the hat. I tried to pick a topic that I thought no one else would be talking about. And I got the check mark. I got the I got the green light to go. Um, but it was because of that relationship I built. And a relationship like that is not built by making 200 cold calls and then moving on to the next 200. Yeah, it's absolutely. meant by adding value way more depositing way more than you ever take out so a lot of business advisors would look at my time spent and be like ben you're not making nearly as much money as you could you're spending so much time on relationship building personal branding you actually should do x y and z and you'll make more money but that's why i'm like kind of coaching myself right now literally out loud to the audience we're coaching myself I get fulfilled and lit up by conversations like this, whether or not it drives revenue. This is what I love to do. So I guess really the big question is where is the balance between revenue driving activities and the stuff that fulfills you? And in a perfect world, the stuff that fulfills you drives revenue. But in most cases, it's not the quickest way to the top. So 
I'm going to stop talking because I'm speaking in circles, Jackie. I need <laughs> coaching on this. I'm just doing what I love and opportunities are coming to me. I'm doing fine revenue wise. I'm making a good income, but do I understand the balance? Probably not as good as some people and I'm still willing to learn. No, and I think you're absolutely right. And I and and I that's the correct answer because that's exactly how I want my life and my career going forward to be. Because it is my life, you know. This is this is my life. I love getting up in the morning and creating content. I love talking to people. I love having these kind of conversations. And I I, I think it is that kind of um, <clears throat> there's a tipping point, isn't there? I think, you know, you you can kind of make so many relationships build so many networks, create the content. And eventually people really do start coming to you. I mean, a Mark Schaefer is great for that kind of becoming known mm. thing, you know, that 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 sort of making, making the content that lights you up that then will attract your ideal audience, the people that really want to work with you. And I think that brings me on to the, the fact that, you know, as speakers, we that's how we build our personal brand that's how we show up for our clients and our customers is by standing on stages and speaking to audiences uh, so so what is it that you you talk about when you're on a stage and do you remember the first time that you actually did that Has, is that something that's happened since lockdown that you actually have got on a stage in front of an audience or were you doing similar stuff beforehand um i I spoke in college and once or twice in the workplace, but um, I never had any speakers on my wall. I never imagined I'd be getting on stages. I'm very introverted. I'm very thorough and I like to, you know, express and share ideas, but I'm not the bubbly extrovert that's raising their hand to volunteer for an opportunity to be up front. So, I hadn't really done it much um, during the pandemic. I kind of eased into it because for me personally, virtual is a safer space because I've got the same microphone. I've got the same camera. There's nobody in the office today, so it's just me. Um, it's a safe space. So I kind of got my feet wet virtually. And then I started speaking in person, which you're probably a much bigger expert than I'll ever be at this in person speaking because it's a whole different world than virtual. I'm sitting down right now. I'm hardly using my hands. <laughs> so um, I'm excited and nervous and really just humbled to be doing more in person now that the pandemic has, you know, settled down. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was not a dream of mine. I just fell into it and, and I love what I get to do. So, so was it that you were, and we've got Andy William here. Thank you, Andy. Andy says, great show. Brilliant. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah. What, so, <clears throat> so that very first time, yeah. how did you deal with the nerves and, and what was it that, that made you say, say yes, if you were an introvert if you are an introvert yeah so a friend of mine Bridget Korn said it better than I ever could she's like it seems like you do things that make you uncomfortable intentionally and I had never thought of that way that's not who I was when I was younger but once I hit a point where I I really was focused on my personal growth I realized that no growth was going to happen in in normality like it's it's when you're sitting in an air-conditioned room and you can control the stimulus 
it's easy to operate. It's hard to operate when you put yourself in uncomfortable positions, when you put yourself out in the cold in this metaphor, when you put yourself out into weird new scenarios. Um, so I just decided to give it a shot. You know, someone said, hey, do you want to speak at this networking event, et cetera, mixer drinks? And I was like, sure. And what I did for that one event is I so in, in the speaking world, I probably didn't over prepare, but I worked myself into a bit of a, a nervous wreck by over preparing where I basically I didn't memorize every word, but I was so spot on with what I was going to say. And um, I just sort of got up and at the end of the day, I knew the material. So I just got up and I, I spoke about it, but it wasn't pretty. There's a video I could show you. Um, lots yeah, we've of all got one of those. I. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it wasn't pretty. And, and it's it was taken on a cell phone at a bad angle. So I don't even look good. It's 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 a disaster. And I love it. <laughs> Yeah, as I say, we've all got one of those. We've all got one of those. I'm used to being on the stage as a character sort of back in the day. I've not even done any acting for, for a few years. Yeah. Uh, so I'd done all of my presenting since obviously I started Power to Speak in lockdown practically. So I was on a stage in front of people for the first time doing a talk last month. And yeah, it was nerve wracking. It was nerve wracking. But going back to the um, improvisation analogy that we were talking about earlier, I always say to, to my clients, memorize to improvise. Uh, yeah, memorize to improvise. So you're not necessarily, I don't get people to learn a script because that's the worst thing that you could do. But you need to know it so well that you can, because what then when you get on stage, you can play with it a little bit. It kind of, it, it's there in the, it's muscle memory. And I know that from being an actor is that once you've got to that point of, uh, of it just being in your blood, it's just in there that then, you know, if you are distracted or something happens, you can, you can pick up where you left off and, and actually you can sort of, you can be more playful with it as well. So, so yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Memorize to, improvise um right we are coming to the end uh and andy's saying it's learning stuff here which is great this Me is too, it's all valuable stuff here so what i'm going to ask you now ben is what in your opinion makes a good speaker good and on the opposite end what makes a bad speaker suck <laughs> well let let's talk about the difference between a speaker and a presenter a good, presenter, yeah, good point. A presenter is a bit that that's the sucky speaker in this scenario. The presenter is basically reading words off a slide that has way too many words on it and don't really know the material, is just disseminating information. They're basically an audiobook reading it out loud for you. If you can just send me the PDF and we don't need to meet. That's a presentation. A good speaker, though, will take that same presentation and make it compelling. Yeah. They'll bring the audience in. They'll tell stories. They'll tell metaphors. A good speaker can show up without any presentation at all and compel the audience. So what's the difference between a speaker and a presenter? A presenter is showing up and just disseminating information. I think even some speakers are presenters because of what you just said. They have everything scripted. They have everything memorized. They go and pause at specific moments, and it sounds inauthentic. 
a speaker creates an authentic connection, can speak extemporaneously, and can bring the audience in. A bad speaker or presenter doesn't do any of that. And you can have the best presentation and the best speech in the world, but if you disseminate it like a presenter, if you're inauthentic, in my opinion, you're boring and possibly going to fail. And again, if I'm like, hey, can you just send me the slides? That's a problem. This yeah. happens so much in the workplace. It's a boring meeting that it's just like, just send me the information. But if yeah. you can take a boring meeting and make it compelling, that is an incredible skill set. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And it is that it's that storytelling. And so many people sort of say, well, why do I need a story? It's like, well, that's how that's how you engage people. That's how mm. you get them excited. You you send them away feeling something. You know, that's that's what it's all about. As you say, exactly as you say, a presenter presenting slides that are basically the presentation. It's just, yeah, it's and that's that is the thing with that that uh, memorize to improvise is when you know it so well, you can interact with the audience. You you made me think actually of uh, I used to work in an art center back many years ago, and we used to have comedians on, and you could tell the comedians that had learnt their script, they told their jokes. But if they got heckled or if anything came at them from the audience, they they lost it. They had no idea where they were. Whereas there were other comedians that obviously knew their knew their stuff as well, uh, knew the jokes, but they they knew them so well they were part of who they were, and that was when they were able to play with the audience, which I think is is uh, abs absolutely brilliant. Oh, well, that's fantastic! Thank you so much for your time today, Ben. Tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up and I will show people where they can get in contact with you. Sounds fantastic. So real business. First off, guys, show Jackie some love. I know some of you have already done it in the comments, but hit like on this post, subscribe to her podcast, show her some love. You can find me basically wherever you found this by just clicking on me in the comment section or typing in Ben Albert or typing in that link, realbusinessconnections.com or just Google it, Real Business Connections. Um, I run Balbert Marketing, but yeah, realbusinessconnections.com, Balbert Marketing or balbertmarketing.com or just Google it. Got a podcast and it's entirely free. I have a monthly networking event where we bring in two speakers every month. So speaker networking, speaker networking, so you can learn and break out. That's entirely free every single month. And I'm actually launching a new opportunity tonight, which I can't talk about yet, but there's a free event. And then there's also going to be a new opportunity that if you want to keep, you know, up to date and learn about it, send me a DM, reach out, LinkedIn, any of that stuff. I want to be where you hang out. So just reach out to me wherever you find me. Ah, oh, fabulous. Brilliant. Sorry, my notification. I thought I turned all my notifications off. Apologies for that. No uh, so thank you so much for being here, Ben. Um, I I love your networking thing. It, 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 sometimes it's a little bit late for, for me over here in the UK, though. Mm. But but I know you've put me in contact with some really fabulous people too. So yeah, if you, if you can go out and, and find Ben wherever, wherever you'd like to find him, because he's a, he's a fantastic person to, to be in touch with. So thank you so much, Ben. If, 
alternatively you want to get in contact with me i'm at powertospeak.co.uk and you can find out more about me there and if you are watching the replay then do leave a comment uh, or ask a question and we will come back uh, and uh, give you an answer so thanks very much ben and i look forward to speaking to you again very soon thanks, so have Jane. a great week everybody and i'll see you next week <laughs>